Thank you all for tuning in to the Your Edge podcast. I'm Therese Van Ryan, Global Director of Public Relations at Zebra Technologies. And I'm here today with Zebra board member, Ross Menayer, to talk about how corporate governance and auditing requirements are evolving in the current economic climate, as well as things to consider when outsourcing manufacturing. A longtime wireless executive, Ross will also provide his thoughts on the impact that 5G technologies will have on organizations of all sizes in the coming months. Ross, thank you for joining us today. Therese, thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. Ross, I know Zebra's board and audit committee benefit from your business, operational, accounting, and financial knowledge and experience. What is it like serving on an audit committee in a C-19 world? In a word, a challenge. Um, <laughs> audit committee responsibilities have really expanded and become more challenging over time due, a, due to an ever-increasing regulatory environment, even before the introduction of the pandemic. So our primary oversight responsibility is for the integrity of Zebra's financial statements and the internal controls over financial reporting. So as you can imagine, in a world in which we are all operating in a virtual context, this has become more complex, both for the internal Zebra finance and accounting teams, as well as for our external auditors. But I have to say, I, I've been very impressed for how well the teams have done in this environment in completing our first three quarters of work and our SEC reporting requirements. And another thing that I would probably add is that there's another major issue out there that has become more prominent in this COVID world, and that is cybersecurity, which also falls under our audit committee responsibilities. As the IT team has reported, the FBI has recently reported a 300% increase in cyber complaints since the beginning of the pandemic. And the world saw 64% growth in phishing and ransomware in Q2 over Q1. And Checkpoint reported a 50% increase in global ransomware attacks in Q3 over the first half of this year. So as a result, companies need to be extra vigilant as these attacks can have devastating consequences. So true. Ross, the integration of data and analytics into business processes to increase operational efficiency, an area of expertise which Zebra delivers to our customers, those are critical for enterprises to succeed right now. Would you agree? Absolutely. Um, the pandemic is driving a shift in companies' use of technology, and that's both from official statistics and business surveys that we have uh, seen and making the automation and digitalization industries, one of the few winners from this year of economic turbulence. And I think this has really been reflected in Zebra's continued strong performance in the face of a significant downdraft in the general economy. I think we're also seeing <clears throat> this in the acceleration of trends in e-commerce, omni-channel, buy online, pick up the store dynamics, and the continued efforts to streamline operations. And I believe a very telling anecdote on this front is a recent article in the Wall Street Journal in which it was noted that FedEx and UPS have told their largest shippers that they are already out of capacity for this holiday season and expect a shortfall in capacity in the range of about 7 million packages. 
Now, what's interesting is Zebra serves all of these industries and can be very instrumental in improving their overall efficiencies going forward. And so it's a pretty exciting time to be at Zebra. Mm, I agree with you. Based on your experience with electronics contract manufacturing, I'm sure you've provided valuable guidance to Zebra in this space. I'm wondering what are some things that companies must think about when choosing a contract manufacturer? Well, I hope I've been able to some assistance, uh, particularly early on in our transition. Uh, we started on our outsource journey years ago, uh, shortly after I joined the board. And I believe it has proven to be a pretty valuable component to our overall strategy. Now, when you sit back and you start looking at, okay, I'm going to make this transition to use what we call an EMS, um, and you're evaluating your potential manufacturing partners, there are a number of criteria to consider, some of which may be unique to your specific industry. But in general, I would say the first issue clearly is the quality of their manufacturing processes and the people with which you will engage. Uh, second is the strength of their component supply chain, which can be leveraged across their entire customer base to drive down costs. Even though there may be certain components, which we do at Zebra, where we want to maintain control over those components. You also want to understand the diversity of their manufacturing base for issues such as disaster recovery. And this is certainly relevant in today's environment, and I'll comment on that in a second. Another area would be technological capability of the manufacturer to provide input on design for manufacturability to lower costs. And finally, how secure is their IT environment? So these are a few of the criteria that the Zebra team used in their evaluation of their EMS supplier. And as I noted, uh, diversity is important. And this has come to the forefront in our current political environment and the tariff regimes that have been implemented between the US and China. The Zebra team has done an incredible job diversifying its manufacturing base with our EMS supplier to countries outside of China without missing a beat. It has been absolutely remarkable and hats off to the team. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I know many organizations are weighing whether they should go ahead and migrate from 3G to 4G today or just wait to make the jump to 5G. As a wireless industry executive, what are your thoughts on this? Is there value in waiting or is it more beneficial to invest in 4G solutions right now to improve workflow and communications capacity? Unfortunately, this is one of those it depends answers, which I know you hate. <laughs> but, uh, 5G is, is the next evolution of the wireless industry standards. And it's designed to provide significantly more data throughput and lower latency in the wireless network transmissions. But there are still many uh, applications which do not require this enhanced capability and 4G connectivity is more than adequate to address those specific applications. Now, having said that, it's clear that 5G is expected to greatly help enable more sensor use Think of a massive IoT deployments, including wearables. Uh, it's going to be instrumental in the use of augmented reality, virtual reality, autonomous vehicles, telehealth, and advanced computer vision, to name a few. Uh, so, and these are all areas in which Zebra is already engaged in some respects. So it's also going to help optimize business operations. 
And I think there are going to be applications and industries that derive from ubiquitous 5G deployment that haven't even been thought of yet. The point here is that we need to be thinking about how we can use 5G in our EAI strategy in a transformational manner to improve our competitive positioning. And it needs to be noted that the 5G ecosystem is already being deployed, so we can't wait. I would bring up one other interesting dynamic in the wireless ecosystem, which is the licensing and deployment of private LTE networks based upon a recently released CBRS spectrum. Now, the regime under which the FCC has made the spectrum available is one that is much lower cost and available to private industry without the reliance on the mobile carriers. And I believe this is going to result in an even broader deployment of wireless technologies and could be a great benefit to Zebra going forward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ross, you mentioned the creation of new industries that hadn't, haven't been thought of today. Is there a particular industry or perhaps certain type of worker who stands to gain the most from 5G? I, that's a great question. And I think this chapter remains to be written. But clearly, when you think about facilitating things such as Industry 4.0, in which you have autonomous robotics, machine-to-machine -machine connected intelligence, AI-enabled augmented thinking and devices, and how they're going to transform how we operate, 5G will be a critical component to elevating and accelerating these systems and practices. Now, <clears throat> this could clearly have an impact on certain employment vectors, but I believe there will be many more created and we have to be in a position as a country to facilitate the transformation and the required relearning that will take place. Switching gears a little bit, for those of our listeners who may be early on in their career journeys, what recommendations do you have for them to be successful business leaders? Well, I, I heard a term recently that I think is perfect for new leaders, and that you need to learn to listen aggressively. And the reason I say that is that too many times newly promoted managers or leaders feel they have to have the answers to every question to justify their new position, when mm -hmm. oftentimes they're really not sure what the right questions are. So, you know, I think that is something that it's not natural for a lot of people, but to be willing to sit and listen is a, a critical uh, element of making that next step up the, the leadership ladder. Secondly, I would encourage them to learn how to engage their teams. Organizations have been proven to be far more successful when the team members feel they are having input and a meaningful part in the journey. Another area would be one in which they need to be willing to take intelligent risks and potentially fail, as there are huge learnings from this process. Now, I like to use the term, if you're going to fail, fail fast <laughs> and redirect on the basis of what you've learned in the process. Um, but <clears throat> you've gotta be willing to step out and take risks and that's where you really learn. And finally, I think you always have to be in learning mode and be cognizant of what is changing in your industry among your competitors with technology and markets the clock speed of business today is 
probably 10 times what it was 10 years ago. And I believe with the technologies that are coming, it's only going to increase. So you need to be willing to learn and to adapt and innovate or you're no longer going to be relevant. Very true. Are there experiences they should pursue to best prepare to serve on a board of directors, for example? I think trying to garner as broad an experience as they can uh, is really important. Having been exposed to a variety of business situations and challenges is incredibly useful in a board environment. Um, <clears throat> I think another one is being willing to listen, as I mentioned earlier, and engage in productive discussions with other board members and the management team. That's another critical attribute to bring to service on the board. Uh, and as you can imagine, being in a position where you're exercising fiduciary responsibility, good judgment is paramount. And then I would also say <clears throat> that being able to think strategically is extremely important as a board member. Because as a board member, your responsibility is not to manage the tactical operations of the business, but to assist the management team in defining the path on where the business is going. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Ross, before we wrap up, I'd like to take a peek behind the stripes. Do you have any unique passions or hobbies you can share with us? Yeah, nothing really exciting. Uh, <laughs> for about the uh, last 18 years, I was subsumed in building uh, the wireless infrastructure business you mentioned earlier called Exonet Systems. But I recently retired from Exonet and have a bit more time although I'm still engaged in board work and consulting work. Um, I would guess at the top of the list right now, and it certainly is not unique, is that my wife and I are relatively new grandparents to a two and a half year old grandson and a seven month old granddaughter uh, who live nearby. And it really has already brought unbounded joy and a new phase in our lives. Uh, the only other one uh, is uh, our hobby would be uh, our love for the mountains and skiing. Uh, although we didn't learn until very late in life, uh, we thoroughly enjoy the experience of being in the mountains in the winter. Mm. Well, that time of year is coming then, right? Your favorite it time. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting snow here. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ross, thank you again for joining us for this episode of the Your Edge podcast. It's been a true pleasure to speak with you. Well, thank you very much for having me. I certainly enjoyed it. Thank you. And also, we'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in to today's episode of the Your Edge podcast and encourage you to check out our other recent conversations with Zebra's chairman, Mike Smith, as well as board members, Linda Conley, Janice Roberts, and Frank Mudrison. I'm Therese Van Ryn, signing off until next time.